Hey, welcome to the Resolve Podcast, episode number 38. I'm Carly Tizano, a New Year's resolution coach, obsessed with all things goal setting, personal development, coaching, and of course, resolutions. One of my biggest goals is to help you reach yours. I'm here to provide the tools, support, and inspiration you need to reach your goals this year and every year, and to feel supported every day along the way. Today, we are diving into a topic that I find absolutely fascinating and with a super fun guest who is so educated and so knowledgeable about this topic as she has put it into practice in her own life. And I'm so excited because I think that this topic is something that so many people talk about and something that they may consider for themselves or their future, but this interview really gets down to the nitty gritty details and even more importantly, the mindset shifts that are so required for carrying out this activity and important reminders about setting this and any type of goal. So today our special guest is Taylor Adams. Taylor is a real estate investor and lifestyle content creator based outside of Boston, Massachusetts. Taylor started investing in real estate in 2018, almost by accident and became hooked on the financial freedom it allowed. Since then, she has left her W-2 job, bought and sold six properties in Massachusetts, Tennessee, and Texas, made her over half a million dollars in revenue through real estate, and with her experience, coached other aspiring real estate investors on how to build a portfolio that gives them more financial and time freedom. Taylor loves to share her experience and resources with others to help them achieve their income goals. You can find Taylor on her social channel, sharing her adventures as a millennial mom, wine lover, home DIY enthusiast, and beauty fanatic. We touch on a lot of those topics in today's interview, but most importantly, we talk about the power that real estate investing has, what it really looks like, and how it's possible for anyone. So without further ado, let's dive into all of this amazing content from Taylor Adam. Taylor, thank you so much for coming to share on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. Well, to get started, why don't you share a little bit about your journey and everything that led you to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. So back in 2018, by accident, my husband and I got into real estate investing. So we were looking to buy our first home together. We had just recently been married and we needed to live near Boston, near the city because of our jobs and living near the city is very expensive. So my husband was like, Hey, why don't we consider getting a multifamily where we can have someone help us pay the mortgage? And I, to be completely honest, was, Oh, I don't know about that. That's a little scary to me. (laughs) And we did it. And honestly, it was like this unlocking mechanism Mm. where we were like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. So we went ahead, we got a two family right outside the city and then we were hooked and we were like, how do we do this more? But by us, everything is super expensive. And so we were reading this article about this woman who had a 10 unit somewhere down South. And we were like, oh, that's great. If you live somewhere, that's cheap. And we were like, well, why can't we do it too? And so that Mm. led us to investing out of state and it really just snowballed from there. We started acquiring properties and then selling properties. And it's led us to where we are now, which Mm. includes us being at six properties that we've bought and sold over the few years since 2018. And then working with other aspiring investors to Mm. help them to achieve their income goals as well. That's so exciting. So a lot of people, I think they may start a year and know this is the year where I want to sell a home, or this is the year where I want to buy a home. And then there's so many more who I think know they want to start real estate investing. Like they know that's the next step or something they want to pursue. And since you have 
expertise in all these areas. I want to touch on all of them a little bit. So let's start out with what advice do you have for someone who is selling a home? Yeah. So I would say if you are considering selling your house and you don't know where to start, I would suggest finding a really great agent in your area and having them do a walkthrough of your house Mm. and telling you, oh, you'd get more bang for your buck if you did X, Y, and Z thing. A lot of people who are looking to sell their home are like, oh my gosh, I have to renovate everything. And that might actually not be the best financial investment for you because some things that you do to your home might not actually turn out to bring you additional money at Mm -hmm. closing. So getting that expertise from somebody who's literally living the business day to day is going to be super helpful in getting you the best return on your property. That's a great idea. And what about for someone who's buying home, which may be those same people who are selling, but you never know. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So whether you're buying for the first time or you're selling and you're buying, Again, I'm going to say find a really great agent. I think that's sometimes one of the last things that people choose. They aren't really sure if it makes sense to have an agent. This market is nuts and you need someone who's an expert and you would want in your own field, whatever field you work in to have someone come to you as an expert. So same thing here. So one, find a really great agent, get some recommendations from people who have recently bought or sold homes, look at Google reviews and look on Instagram. People Mm. are everywhere. So it's really helpful. But the thing to know right now, this is definitely a seller's market. It just is. It's really fast paced. But the thing I'll tell you is don't get intimidated or feel like, oh, I'm never going to be able to find what I want because you will, you just have to stay the path. You have to know that you want to keep doing it. And there are different kind of like tips and tricks that you can do if you are buying in a really competitive area and your agent will be able to guide you a little bit more specifically for your area. But there's things you can do like appraisal gaps or escalation clauses. You can put more money down if that's a possibility for you. You can also do things like info only inspections and there's a variety of different loan types. One of the things that helped us recently in a purchase was using a local lender rather than just like a large lender because the agent and the seller of the home looked more favorably on local lenders. So that's a really small thing that you can shift in your mindset Mm -hmm. that'll help you to maybe get the deal done. And related, it's always easier, I think, when you're buying in the area where you currently live or when you're moving to a certain area. And so you obviously are probably going to buy a home there or you're going to end up renting. But I think there's so many possibilities all over the country, especially as our world grows more and more digital. And so many people are working from home. And I think that can be a little bit paralyzing for some people as they're like, now I can live and work anywhere. Do you have any advice for someone who is, I probably want to buy a house, but I have the entire country that I could look at from where I want to buy my house. (laughs) Absolutely. It's such a good point. Things have just become so, so much more open, which can then lead to like shiny object syndrome. You're like, Oh, what about this? What about this? What about this? Which is really easy to do. But I think if you're moving for yourself, if the purpose is to be looking for a home for you, choose an area that meets at least a portion of your criteria. So really start to look at like the data of the area. Are you looking to be able to walk to a town? Are you looking for a place that has restaurants or are you looking for a place with, you want to get four acres? So really 
be numbers driven when you're looking for a place to go that is new, because those numbers are going to be your best friend instead of looking at all the beautiful things that people Mm. put out there. Oh, this city is so beautiful and you'll enjoy it. Will, will you like, does it actually meet the criteria that you have for where you want to be and what your day-to-day life looks like? Like for me personally, my husband and I, we love to take walks every day. We like to live close to a, a downtown and where we lived previously, we couldn't walk anywhere. We had to drive everywhere and we didn't like it, mm-hmm. even though it met a lot of other criteria, like the house was great. Everything was great, but the area wasn't. But now we've moved to an area where we still love the house, but we have restaurants to walk to. We have things to do. So make sure that your lifestyle fits the place that you're looking at and be really data-driven. I love that because I think the home buying process in particular of all of our decisions can feel very feeling driven, especially when Mm -hmm. you have so many possibilities and you see all this beautiful stuff on Instagram and all the reels with the cool restaurants, it can be very captivating and you can make what is really a huge decision just based off that looks fun or that looks good. And you can forget like you are moving to this place to live your normal life. Like you Mm -hmm. and all your baggage is going to come along with you. You're still going to be you. You're still going to want to walk to things or not, or want land or not. And so I think that's such a great point about looking at the data and the numbers and then going from there, then maybe you can bring your feelings into it. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It's so true. The, the home buying process, whether you're an investor or buying for yourself can be very emotional. It can be a very emotional decision, but definitely go black and white, use the data, use the the math brain that you have to lead you at least to like maybe 75% mm-hmm. of the way there. And then the emotion can carry you the rest mm-hmm. of the 25. <laughs> That's great. Okay. Now we're going to dive into your real area of expertise, the real estate investing. So for those who don't know, what is real estate investing? What does that mean? Yeah. Absolutely. It is a financial strategy, which could include the management, ownership, purchase, rental, or sale of a property for profit. And so there are several ways to invest in real estate, and they really just focus on similar economic factors to earn a profit. So this could include flipping, which is super popular on like HGTV. This could also include long-term rentals. So think about the apartment that you lived in um, before you bought your house or the apartment you lived in in college. That's a long-term rental. It could be a single family or it could be a 200-unit property. Short-term rentals, think Airbnb, VRBO. Then there's something called house hacking, which is one of my favorite things and how we got started in real estate investing where you live in a house or a multifamily, so less than five units, and you rent out the other parts of the property to help and pay for your mortgage. So that's a way to, one, have a roof over your head and also invest in real estate at the same time. But those are a variety of mostly active forms of real estate investing. There's also a variety of more passive options, which include REITs or syndication. There's now a bunch of crowdfunding style investment strategies like Fundrise, which is an app. So really the sky's the limit when it Mm. comes to real estate investing. That's fantastic. So it sounds like house hacking is the transition from like just being a homeowner to being a real estate investor. So that would be one way to bridge the gap Mm -hmm. as you maybe start to feel out that industry. But what is that transition like from just being a homeowner to doing that, or maybe to just having other rental properties or properties you own? Yeah. I think the biggest 
part of that transition is actually a mindset shift Mm. because when you own property, it's the same regardless. So it's really just thinking about it in a different way, thinking like this is a business, right? That's the other thing that you have to consider. Like this is a business strategy and this is also a planning strategy. Mm. So you want to create a situation for yourself when it comes to investing that is going to, once again, fit your lifestyle, just like you're choosing a home for your lifestyle. You also want to choose an investing strategy that meets your lifestyle. If you really need a house um, to live in, then a house hack might be a really great starting point. If you just want to live in a single family, which is totally fine, and you don't have a ton of time, then maybe a syndication where somebody else is investing your money for you perfect. It's passive. It's mailbox money. That seems like a great thing for me. If you have more time than you have money, then a partnership situation could be a great option for you. So it's really a mindset shift in believing that you can do it. You just have to find the right strategy for you. So what would you say is the benchmark? I guess if you're doing house hacking, like if you're going to buy a home and you can get the approval for the loans you need for the home, like then you have enough money inherently to start doing this. But is there any other benchmark that you would say you should save this much money before you start? Or I guess it's probably different based on these different avenues you can go down, but what advice or insight do you have into that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so many different options. So technically you don't need any money Mm. (laughs) to invest in real estate. So I don't, personally feel like there is like a financial benchmark that you have to hit before you can go and do it. If you are a veteran, you can buy a house with 0% down, no money. Mm. So that's an option. If you really want to get into investing, but you just don't have the capital, like you don't have the savings, maybe you're working paycheck to paycheck, but this is something you want to do. You can partner with somebody who has the money, but doesn't have the time to manage a property. And that is a way where you can get a portion of the profits for not actually investing any of your own money, but investing your time into the property. Mm. So as far as having money to get started, you really don't need any. You can figure out ways to invest in real estate with no money down. If you are going to invest your own money, you want to make sure that you do have reserves. And there are rules of thumb around like a percentage of the property that you might want to have in savings to make sure that you can just cover unexpected things. Because as a, if anybody who's owned a home, you know, home ownership can be really unexpected. A pipe could burst, a toilet could flood, a million random things could happen. Our first guest at our most recent purchase drove into the front of our house. So like just the most random things, but just make sure you have a little bit of a reserve just in case the unexpected happens. Same Mm -hmm. thing as having an emergency fund for yourself personally. Mm -hmm. This is for your business, just having a backup. That's a great insight. So you obviously coach people on real estate investing, but other than that, what does being a real estate investor entail? What does your day-to-day look like? How do you operate? 
Yeah, very different. <laughs> but the day to day for me is really looking at what renovations do we currently have underway? Are there any invoices that I need to be paying? Are there any contractors I need to be in touch with? Do I need to be talking to my, I was going to call them clients, <laughs> I guess they're clients, but do I want to be, or do I need to be interacting with my guests on my short-term rental or my tenants in my long-term rental? Is there anything that they need from me? So that's like the working in my business part of what I do in my day-to-day. On the working on my business part, it's looking at the overall strategy. Okay, where are we financially? How much are we bringing in per month right now? How can we increase that monthly revenue? What does this look like in two years? When are we purchasing our next property? So there's a lot of taking a look at the business and really trying to understand what percentage of my day do I need to be working in the business versus Mm -hmm. working on my business? And right now we're in this transition point, right? At this very moment where we are looking to start delegating some work out so that we can work more on our business because that's the only way we'll be able to scale. Mm, Great. Can you share a little bit about what your scaling dreams look like? Oh my gosh. (laughs) So my husband and I have a really big dream and the dream And some people might think this isn't related to real estate, but in my mind, like everything has to do with real estate. Mm. We really want to open a vineyard. That is our dream. That is our big dream that we are currently working towards. And so the steps to get there. So we create our 10-year vision. I know we're going to talk about this a little bit later. And then we work backwards. So right now we are working towards that by getting our sixth property. My husband's about to leave his job and we're going to just keep building towards it. So I'll, I don't want to give too much. Yes. I know there's okay, some yes. additional we'll get questions into that. about that. <laughs> Super excited. Vineyard is new. I love that. So you shared a lot of great tips, but if someone is, this is catching their attention and they say, yes, I really am interested in trying this real estate investing thing, or I know I'm going to be in the future. Where do they start? Great, great question. I get this question all the time. Yes. And I, <laughs> I feel like my answer People are always like, Taylor, this is such a weird answer to this question, but it's so true. So I mentioned how it's a mindset shift to get into real estate investing. So I think the first, very first thing that you can do if you decide that you want to invest in real estate is you one have to realize anyone can do it. You Mm, don't have to be special. (laughs) You don't have to be excessively smart. You don't have to be super successful in some other part of your life. Literally anybody can do it. And so get rid of that limiting belief that you have to be a certain type of person to be able to do it. You can do it. Hands down. That's the first thing. The next thing that you need to do is you really need to understand why you want to do this. Mm -hmm. What is your big why? Because there are going to be lots of ups and downs in this business, just like any other business. And you need to really be able to look back at that why and understand why am I doing this in the first place? So for me, it's to have the time and financial freedom to spend with my family and do the things that I want to do. So I know that I need to get to X amount of money to be able to feel like I've achieved that portion of my why. Money can't be the only driver. There has to be some bigger Mm -hmm. thing behind it, whether that's your family, whether that's generational wealth, whether that's just like a feeling of being fulfilled as a person, whatever that is, find that why and connect to it. That is going to be the ultimate thing. And then just start looking for people who are maybe just like a couple steps ahead of where you are, where you want to be Mm. next. 
and find people you like that are doing that and just follow them on Instagram, send them a DM, reach out. And big thing that I've learned over the years is even if somebody is really successful doing what you think you want to be doing in a couple years, and you're like, wow, they're so amazing. Make sure that you like that person as a person, mm. not just what they're doing. Cause like there has to be a bigger goal there besides, oh, wow. Oh my gosh. They have so much money. Like, I don't care. I want you to be a good person. I want you to be funny. I want you to be relatable. Find those relatable people, find out what they're doing. Look for someone who's just a couple steps ahead of you mm. and follow their lead. And that's such a good point too, because it's not just about they are even doing the kind of investing that you want. But if you find someone who has the similar why as you do, that mm-hmm. can be super helpful. And that is something that then could inform the kind of investing that you want to do, whether you do short-term Absolutely. rentals because you want to create meaningful experiences for people, or you do long-term rentals because you want to provide opportunities for people to live in this area. Or if you want to do house hacking and share your house with other people and create connections mm-hmm. that way, or flipping houses, if you want to work on your design or that adventurous experience, like that can really then inform what other actions you take down the road. So I think that's a super powerful point and definitely where you should start with any goal. <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. Absolutely. So based on your experience, is there anything that real estate investors should always do or never do? I know those are big words, but you would know. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say they should always build an abundance mindset. So somebody else who's investing in real estate is not your competition. They're not taking away a deal from you. There is There are plenty of deals and opportunities mm-hmm. out there for you. Go and find them. Don't look at a situation and be like, oh my gosh, they got this really good deal. I'm never going to be able to do that stop, take that (laughs) word never and put it out of your mouth. (laughs) You have to look at everything with an abundance mindset or you're never going to be able to grow. Oh, I said never, don't say that. But (laughs) the other thing that I would also say when it comes to having that abundance mindset is instead of saying, I can't do X, say, how can I do X? Mm. So when you're looking at maybe you need an extra 10 grand um, because closing costs were more expensive or a renovation is going to be more expensive and saying, oh my gosh, I, I can't find, I don't have $10,000. How can I find that $10,000? And as soon as you shift that mindset from a, I can't to how can I, suddenly things just start to fall into place and creating that abundance mindset as an investor or with any goal, honestly, is a complete game changer for your business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our brains are so powerful. And so when we close it off, when we tell our brain, like, nope, there's no options, our brain isn't going to look for options. But if you ask your brain, can you find options? Our brain is such a powerful processor. It always does. Absolutely. A hundred percent. It's crazy. It is. (laughs) So how have you seen real estate investing benefit you and your clients and the other people that you've interacted with? So I think one of the big things that I've seen is just how it changes their financial future and opens up so many options for them. How many people do we know who are working a W-2 job who just hate it? Like they just, they are just doing it because they have to. You have to feed your family. You have to have a roof over your head. Absolutely. That is the thing, but I don't want you to hate your life. I don't want you to spend 95% of every day 
dreading what you're doing. I want you to be able to pursue whatever goal it is that you want. If you love making wine, I want you to be able to do that. If you want to spend more time with your children, I want you to be able to do that. And so for me and for my clients, I've I've just seen the world of opportunity open up to them. One of one of my very first clients, she just left her job in teaching after a very obviously very tumultuous last couple of years in the education field to pursue this and pursue a new career because finances weren't as much of a concern anymore. Mm. And that is such a freeing feeling. And to have that freedom, I think is just, oh my gosh, it, it makes me feel so good. <laughs> That's so beautiful to witness that experience in other people's lives and to help them reach that and to be an example of what other people can do in their own lives. That's such a cool place to be. Yeah. It's awesome. It's so exciting. So can you share just an overview? Cause you mentioned earlier about some short-term rentals and long-term rentals. So can you walk us through what you own just to give us a glimpse into what you have going on behind the scenes? Yes, of course. So we actually just closed on two new short-term rental properties. So one is in the Smoky Mountains and one is in Crystal Beach, Texas. And they just both went live the end of April. So we're just like getting our deep cleans done, getting our bookings for the summer. So it's been a little bit hectic. We also have a five-unit property in Memphis, Tennessee that is under a pretty serious renovation right now. So we plan to get that actually on the market to sell in the next month or so. And then we have a two family that we house hack that we live in right now. And so we live in one unit, rent out the other unit and just recently sold two of our very first investment properties. The first one being the house hack that started this whole journey and then the other single family in Memphis, Tennessee. So Mm. I think we've bought, we've bought and sold, I think it was like four properties in the last, it was like 16 months or 15 months or something. Mm. It was something crazy. My husband and I sat down, we were like, wow, no wonder it's been just (laughs) crazy around here. And how involved are you in the renovations as opposed to hiring all the people? (laughs) Yes. Yes. So with the properties that we live in, we have done a lot of the renovation work ourselves. I won't say I recommend it. It it can seem like a big money saver, but my gosh, is it a big time suck. So something that it would have taken somebody a month to do has taken us six months to do, Mm -hmm. and it's still not done. For the properties that we live in and we can take our time a bit, we are doing the renovation. For the other projects, because they're all out of state, we hire out for those projects and just manage that at a distance, which can sometimes be a challenge, but it is all about really just managing that person very closely and making sure that you get pictures of everything when it's completed, video walkthroughs so mm-hmm. that you can double check the work and then having backup handymen and contractors just to make sure that everything goes right. smoothly. And how do you find your properties all over the country? So it has varied. So with our two short-term rentals that we have right now, there is an awesome, awesome, awesome um, businesswoman named Avery Carl, who started this organization called the short-term shop. And she, brilliant. It was a brilliant idea. She opened up agencies in different short-term rental markets. These are markets that 
have a history of being very successful short-term rental markets because not every vacation area is perfect for a short-term rental because there's a lot of rules and regulations that you have to make sure that you're abiding by and those are changing constantly. We found out about her and her team and so we were able to work with agents in Crystal Beach and in the Smokies to find those properties there. For our Memphis properties that we purchased, that was a couple of years ago now. But to find those properties, we worked with an awesome agent and property manager that we found there. And that was just through a lot of research. It's basically a lot of research, mm. getting connections anywhere that you can and making sure once again, you're being data-driven with the locations right. that you're choosing. Long-term rentals versus short-term rentals, the data that you're looking at is a little bit different because long-term rentals, it's much more about the population who actually lives there right now, like who Mm -hmm. is looking for housing. Whereas when you're looking for a a property in a vacation market, you're looking at, is this an established vacation area? What is the occupancy rate, et cetera? So that's a, a overall look at how we got the properties in those areas. Yeah. Fantastic. Thanks for sharing that, like behind the curtain look at what real estate investing looks like. Oh my gosh. I'm an open book. I love, I could talk about real estate for like, you'd be so tired of me. (laughs) Well, that's why everyone's going to go follow you so that they can learn all the things. Um, So let's move on to the resolution round. You gave some glimpses before, so I'm super excited to dive into this, but it sounds like you set goals and resolutions. So what is that process like for you? Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm a huge planner in case you didn't notice. Um, so huge planner. So my husband and I actually sit down annually, quarterly, and monthly and evaluate our goals. A few years ago, we set this big 10-year goal of starting a vineyard. And what we did is we were like, okay, we want to do this vineyard. So that means in year seven, year five, year three, year one, we have to do X, Y, and Z things. Always build on top of each other. And so ever since then, we sit down, we look at that, we adjust, and we honestly know that getting to that goal is not going to be totally linear. Like it's not going to be one straight line to get to that. It's going to be a bunch of zigzags. And we've had to shift plans. We've had to change strategies. But I think we might actually get to it faster. And part of that is really just staying focused on it and being Mm -hmm. like, this is what we really want. So yeah, we try and really just break it down, work backwards and constantly focus on what can we do every single day that gets us closer to that goal. Mm, That's beautiful. So what is the biggest resolution that you've set and completed? You're working towards a pretty big one. What do you consider to be the biggest to date? (laughs) I know this one's kind of hard. So I think that the biggest one that we've completed was getting to 12 doors. So having Mm. 12 individual doors, so six properties um, and 12 units across all of those properties that felt like like crossing the 10 mark felt pretty good. Oh, that's a cool way of looking at it. I've never heard that term, but that makes a lot of sense when you think of real estate investing. That's so cool. So we know what big goal you're working on. Can you share a glimpse as to what the level of goals that you're working on now to get you closer to that ultimate big vineyard goal? Yeah. The big thing we're working on right now in about two months, we think, knock on wood, knocking on my head, is that my husband's going to leave his W-2 job to come and work on my business with me. Yeah. So we're like, Really excited, a little nervous, but it's very big leap. And so the whole purpose of that is he's working nine to five, five days a week, if not more. And 
he can come and use all of that time on my business to help me scale and also spend more time with our daughter, which will be huge for him. I'm so excited for him to be able to do that right now. I'm really only working two days a week and then caring for my daughter the other days of the week. So to have that balance will be huge in really building my business, but also achieving another part of our why, which is spending more time together. Mm -hmm. So that's the big thing that we're working on right now. And we're so close. We're like trying to nail down the date and it's (laughs) exciting, scary, all of those things. All the things that come along with like owning a business anyway, just (laughs) that much more. So every week on the podcast, we encourage listeners to resolve to consider something or experiment or take some action. So what would you encourage listeners resolve to do? Mm -hmm. So I would challenge your listeners to resolve to consider what would you do with your life if you had the time and financial freedom to do whatever you wanted? Mm. And then think about how can I make that happen? I think this is such a powerful exercise to really understand what you truly want out of your life. Mm -hmm. And then one step further, could real estate investing play some part in helping you get there? (laughs) Absolutely. Create all those revenue streams, guys. Get all of that financial freedom. Okay. So now we're going to dive into the confetti questions. These are just for fun to help us get to know you a little bit better. What time do you get up? So between six and six 30, I currently am dealing with a concussion. So that is a little bit flexible at the moment, but six to six 30 approximately. <laughs> when do you do your best work? Typically between seven and 9am. Okay. So the early wake up time is. It's yeah. very important. Yes. <laughs> what is the best piece of advice you've been given? The longer you wait to take action, the longer you wait to see results. Ooh, that's such a good one and true, but we often don't think about it that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where the fear and anxiety and excitement, that's where it gets in the way. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. What do you do to rest? So I like to meditate, cuddle with my 19 month old and just honestly hang out on the couch with my family. Yes. That's so great. And I, you do your weekly Starbucks run too, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Maybe related. What's your favorite beverage? So this one's really hard. It's either coffee or red wine, and I couldn't choose one. Yeah, with the winery, we can't be too spread. No, we can't be too (laughs) Favorite TV show? At the moment, it's Selling Sunset. Mm. Love the drama. Love that it's not in my life. (laughs) Yes. Also not too surprising based on this conversation. exactly. (laughs) (laughs) What book has had the greatest impact on your life? I think it is Design Your Life by Bill Burnett and Dave Evans. Mm, Yeah, that's such an interesting one. What book are you currently reading? So so I'm about to start The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins and uh, Taylor Jenkins Reid. I'm so excited to get on this book. Yeah, I've heard everyone talking about that. I haven't read it yet. I haven't read it either. It's literally, it's sitting downstairs. Everyone on Instagram is all over it. I'm like, I have right. to read this book. <laughs> no, it's one of those where I'm like, it better be good. Like, I know there better not be some grand conspiracy around this, that there, it isn't actually that good. So I'm hopeful exactly. when I get to it, you'll Fingers have to let crossed. me know if it's good. I'll, I'll keep you updated. <laughs> what is a win that you're currently celebrating that we can toast with you? 
our big win right now is getting our two vacation rentals live and almost being fully booked for June. Oh, that's so exciting. Oh, so excited. Oh, I love that. We're definitely toasting that with you. (laughs) And then where can people go to find more information about you and your work and your properties and all the amazing things you're doing, especially when we get to the vineyard. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. Just wait until you see my Instagram when we're working on the vineyard. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. So you can find me on all of my channels. So Instagram, TikTok, I'm I'm on everything at Taylor Coleman Adams. And then you can also find my website, www.taylorcolemanadams.com. And you can download my free real estate investor blueprint. So if you're interested in real estate investing and you're like, how the heck do I even do this? Don't worry. I got you. It's on my website. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Everyone should follow you if they have any or all questions about real estate investing, or even just to keep glimpsing behind the curtain. Because who knows, who knows where we're all going to end up. And it may just play a part in getting to that point where you have the financial freedom to do whatever you want. Absolutely. Definitely check it out. I also post videos of my daughter. So if you're into like babies being really silly, like that also is on my channel. (laughs) Yes, of course. Uh, Taylor, thank you so much for coming to share all your wisdom about real estate investing. I know I have learned so much and just opened all these new avenues of exploration for me. And I'm sure you have for my listeners as well. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. And that's a wrap on my interview with Taylor Adams. I had so much fun having her on the podcast. I knew about real estate investing going in, but having her share her experiences, her story, and all of the different tools and resources she talked about, the practical tools that we can use, the mindset shifts that are necessary. I am even more captivated by this idea and what it can look like in practice. It's not something I intend to pursue in the near future, but it's certainly something that I consider for my more long-term future. And I am so excited to continue to follow along on Taylor's journey to see her vineyard, which I have absolutely no doubt she's gonna reach and no doubt she's gonna reach it ahead of schedule. And it's so exciting to be inspired by other people and their goals and to take the things that they have to share about how we can do similar things in our own lives. So whether you are planning on real estate investing in your life or not, chances are you're probably going to have some experience with buying and selling real estate on your own. And there are so many important things that I think we can take away from this interview in our relations with real estate, whatever it may be for all of us going forward, because we're going to have some contact in one way or another. And so I'm just so grateful for Taylor coming to share this information for deepening my knowledge and understanding and probably yours as well. And for being just such an inspiration of what's possible, a reminder to dream big, to believe that things are possible for us and for sharing so many of the behind the scenes steps as to how it's possible to invest in real estate if that's something that we want to go after as well. So with that, thanks for tuning into the Resolve Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Carly Tizano. I would love to connect with you. Don't forget to rate and review. It really helps other people find the show and subscribe if you haven't already so that you don't miss another great episode next week. For the show notes or additional support in reaching your goals, check out carlytizano.com. Until next time, here's to all that lies ahead.